Hey everybody, it's Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. We're back at it. Um, today we're going to talk about collaboration. Um, Chris and I were having a chat and he and I both write songs and have written songs most of our adult lives. And for me, I, like especially demos, I'll I'll put everything on the demo. I'll do the, you know, the drum loop and the bass and the guitars and the vocals. And some, and a lot of times I get attached to that version of a song or something. And then, but I'll ask like a friend to say, Hey, would you put bass on this for me or something like that? And then they do. And it's like, yeah, it's not really what I had in mind. What else you got? Yeah. What else you got? <laughs> and it's, it's all on me. I, I need, think I need to expand my mind a little bit and just trust other people to try to interpret the song. And then, you know, if they're a bass player or a drummer or whatever they are, they have the skills. And the, so anyway, uh, it was a good conversation. We thought it'd make a good episode. Um, so Chris, talk about your process and kind of how you've collaborated with people in the past and some of the pitfalls you've come across or, or some of the positive things that have happened as a result of collaboration. The pitfalls are very much like you mentioned. I do, a, at least I used to do a lot of demos and I put a lot of, a lot of time into them and you, you, know, you get everything down, you get it sounding where you're happy with it and you think this sounds listenable, this is pretty cool, I like it. And then you try to do something else with it and you're so attached to the way it was. It's really hard to break through that whole like, you know, I just need to let that go. That is a demo, you know, either let that go or release it and to say that's what it is. But let it go and then find people that you like. You you see the way that they play, you like the way they play, you like their style and just give it to them and let them do that. And I'm the worst at that. That is really hard. I had a, I collaborated with someone a couple of years ago with a, a bunch of cool songwriters, friends of ours. And we had a little thing and it was great. I loved it. The only part about it I didn't like is I didn't like my song, doing my songs. And it wasn't because I didn't like what they brought to them. I was going through a period where I wasn't singing much and I hate to sing. Like if I, have a, if I don't keep up with it, it's really hard. And I have a hard time going over a song multiple times, you know, when it's still sounding really rough. I can't sing that many times in a row. And it kind of is uncomfortable. But the thing about that that I'm getting to is I had a song, and I think it was a song that even you and I demoed once, and we put a bunch of guitars on it, and it was pretty cool. It was um, Blue Motel. Yeah. And so I brought that one to the band, and on the demo, I played a lot of guitars. You played some guitar in the outro, and you know I put a lot of thought into those guitar parts. I thought they were really great, and I said, what I'm going to do now is I'm playing with a guitar player who I like. I like the way he plays guitar. I like the way he writes songs. I'm just going to let him do whatever he wants there. And he took the demo and listened to it. And then he did his own thing. And when you first hear it, you're like, whoa, what's that? What's that? I'm, it's something new. I'm not used to that. I'm not used to that. Do I like that? And I sat back and we did a pre-production demo that was amazing. It just sounded like it was the first time I heard everything back. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And then we went in the studio and recorded the song. And at the end, it's like I ended up with something that is, I liked everything about it that I had my original demo, but it took it to the next level. It's like, that's cool. And that part of collaboration for me is, is awesome where you're just, you've reached the end of what you can do. And, you know, someone might look at something and say, well, this is better. This is more complicated, this, but you give it to somebody and you get that person in your music. Yeah. And it's, and it's pretty great. And, but I had a hard, I have a hard time sometimes letting stuff go. If a bass line is a lot different than the bass, I'm a really rudimentary bass player, but I look for little ways to add little melodies and little swing groove notes in there. And if they're not there and I hear my song without them at first, I'm like, wait a minute, it's, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. If I let go of that and sit back, I'm like, this bass player is great bass player. He's far better than me. 
So they're coming from, you know, they're coming from a better, you know, perspective. Like you just gotta, you just gotta let it go and yeah. you end up with something really cool. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes people, you know, they just never really, you never really connect with what you're looking for the song. Sometimes maybe you should adjust what you're looking for, for the song, because I mean, the best bands in the world, the best albums in the world were very rarely by one person who did everything. You know what I mean? There's yeah. like collaborative teams behind a lot of shit, you know, and that's, and then you watch what they do on their own after they're on solo careers and it's cool, but it might not ever be as cool as it was when they were collaborating. Yeah. Definitely worth doing and learning how to do well, but mainly it's just letting go of your preconceived notions of how something should be until at least you've tried to see how it is the other way. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and that when you said that, it made me, yeah, think of all the bands I love. And it's the, it, it is a total collaboration and each person is bringing their own thing to these songs. Um, you know, sometimes I, I don't know, like if, depending on the band, I don't know how much like is, is driven by one person who's, you know, usually it's, there's one person who's a songwriter and then, you know, I don't know, but yeah, I've, the pitfalls you mentioned are the ones I mentioned before. It's hard for me to, yeah, to let go of my, whatever I have in my head associated with that song. But like you say, I mean, I think that's what you have to do when you collaborate so that you can get to that level where you, um, take it to a, a, a the next level rather than just your own demo, you know? Right. And there's plenty of demos that, you know, they end up being the real thing. Like what's it? Um, Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska, things like that right. are some famous examples. And sometimes you'll never top that, but sometimes you have to settle for never topping it and just getting something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and you know, I don't know, I don't really collaborate as much as I want, but I guess you could consider just being a guitar player in a band, a collaboration, because you, you know, you have, you definitely have to. And one thing I noticed about in the riff brokers is I don't think Nick, who's the songwriter and, you know, comes up with all the guitar parts and songs has ever said anything like you should do this or you should try that. I mean, I'm, he's just like, you know, I just get to, he'll show me the chords and I can come up with stuff. And that's, that's pretty cool. And it's, it's kind of rare. I try to counter that with, well, if I'm going to do that, I better like work my ass off and come. I mean, he's just let me do whatever I want. I don't want to be lazy and just play his chords. I think it's, I think it's good because it, he inadvertently pushes me to work harder than I would if he just, you know, he said, play this part right here, play these chords. You play that chord. It's like, cause I'm trying to hunt him because I don't want to ruin, you know, something that I'm given this opportunity to have like whatever I want. If well, that I think it's sense. cool because I think you guys know each other and he knows you and he knows that you're a thoughtful musician and person. And so it, it's cool. It's cool when you are in a situation like that, where he trusts you as a musician to do the right thing for his songs, you know, cause that's very much, you're very much in that mindset of serving a song and being uh, complimentary to a song and with the other musicians. So that's cool. I try to, and one thing I have been unable to do, but it's really attractive to me. It's just never worked out is collaborate lyrically. Like someone has a song and like the classic McCartney Lennon, it's like someone writes a song and you write the bridge. You have two different viewpoints and two different sections of the song and they totally work together. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I, I, I haven't been able to do that. I haven't tried a lot, but the way that I write songs, like lyrics, at least anyways, it has to come to me. I have to be inspired and it has to come to me. And it usually comes to me with a strong start 
and I'll have the melody and, and some lyric ideas, and then I'll just have to go from the beginning to the end. I, I really admire people who can like carry around notebooks with lyrics in them and, and know when to use them. I've never been able to do that. I might think of something like, oh, that's a great line. I never write it down. I'm an idiot. So, I mean, I have to, that's why I don't write that often anymore is I have to be inspired. And it usually just comes to me in like a big chunk of like, all right, here's the essence of a song. I've got this line, I've got this melody and this cool chord progression or riff. And I just have to work at it to finish it the rest of the way. Sometimes I'll get it maybe three quarters of the way done and it'll sit for a while before I finish it. But it's like, I can't just put stuff together piece by piece or have somebody give me a section of a song and I come up with something I would like to, I mean, I'm still, I'm very much still open to it, but it just hasn't happened. And it seems like it's something that's really difficult. Yeah. Lyrics are tough for me and I will, I'm the same way. kind of, I, I wait for them to come to me like a, a, something that sounds like it would be a good chorus or a verse or a concept. And then I will write them down like, or I'll, I'll jot something down or, or if it, or if it's riffs, I mean, my phone is full of, riffs that I've come up with that I still have yet to go through and do anything with, but at least they're there. Um, But yeah, lyrics, you and I were talking and I would love to collaborate with you on lyrics because I feel like I tend to try to get too clever and, and neat with my lyrics, right? Like everything has to fit and it has to rhyme. Well, not, not too rhymey, simey, but I, I try so hard. I think too hard to like, you know, focus on that part of it rather than just the, the, the lyrics themselves. I mean, I'm trying to say something with the lyrics, but I don't know. I think I focus on that other part of it too much. And so it would help me, I think, to get an, another viewpoint. And, and I'm, I think I'm going to send you some stuff too, but okay. I think it would help me to get another viewpoint on my lyrics and, and just, um, yeah, to help me get perspective on that. Cause it's tough. Lyrics are tough. Lyrics are super hard for me because I can come up with, I can usually come up with a line that sounds really killer, but then it's building around that. And a, and a lot oh. of times, yeah. Yeah, well, it all comes down to, too, is like melody and phrasing. I mean, you can pass the the most, like, stupid lyrics ever <laughs> if, you, if it sounds cool and it's got a good melody. I mean, it's like the, the Beatles, some of the early Beatles stuff, it's like not, you know, it's it's not like Dylan or anything, but it's yeah. perfect in melodies and perfect, you know, the way that they, if something sounds cool when you sing it, it is cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm in the same boat with y'all. Stress sometimes on the lyrics. Like this doesn't mean anything. Who gives a shit? You know, a lot yeah. of songs don't really mean anything, but they sound cool when you sing them. That's true. So once you let go of that, and you just find yourself looking for a phrase that just like pokes out of like a guitar line, and you know becomes the basis for the song. It's like this sounds cool. This is nonsense that I'm singing right now, but it sounds so cool. I'm going to explore this, and there's going to be something that comes out of that, and then you find the phrase that actually is not, is not nonsense that fits in there and you have a good start for a song. And I'm sitting here talking like I'm, I'm like just wrote a song yesterday and I haven't written it in a long time. <laughs> well, you've written a lot of songs and you've written a lot of good songs. So, I mean, you're not talking out of your ass. But yeah, and it's the same for guitar. I mean, guitar, phrasing yeah. and melody is everything. I mean, not so much. I mean, you can have a really non-melodic guitar part but, you know, you know, really edgy. And it's like the phrasing that that's what sells it. It's just all about that. Singing, yeah. songwriting, guitar playing, everything is phrasing, phrasing, phrasing. That's true. And I think I think the thing I would really benefit from getting just 
uh, other input from is is inspiration. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like sometimes I'll, I'll I think I'm so in the weeds in in a certain song and lyrics that I get to a point where it's like I don't think I can be objective anymore. And then if somebody else comes along and goes, "Hey, I here's I you know this is." You know, here's what the way I'm seeing this song, and here here's my contribution to like, yeah, or maybe like even adding a bridge or or saying I thought of some cool lyrics that will go well in, instead of these or in you know in addition to these. So I think for me, I think it would be a, a big boon to me just to get inspired by somebody else like you, like you looking at my stuff and saying, hey, well here's what here's what I think, you know, and because like I've I've sat on stuff for so long, you know, it's like. It's like, just write it and record it. And then, you know, it's funny. Right. No. And it val- when you do have someone look at it and they give you a different spin on it, it validates it too. You know, it's yeah. like, I've been in the weeds with this one. I don't know anything else. And someone can mention one thing about it and, and you get out of the weeds. It's like, okay. But part of the reason is like somebody looked at it and didn't say it was dumb. And so it's valid. So yeah, yeah. You go back and you fix it or continue to work on it. Some songs just take forever. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of that, like, like, um, Petty, he had that one lick for the waiting, you know, bun down, down, down. And he had it for months and he was just strumming on that, probably driving everybody crazy with that lick. Mm-hmm. And then finally some inspiration happened and boom, he was able to like, you know, finish the song or complete it. So, right. so it's, you know, I mean, there are examples from big artists who have kind of experienced that too. I mean, I remember hearing like, um, Glenn Fry talk about, um, I forget what song it was. Oh, take it easy or something, but it was written by Jackson Brown and he right. had finished it. And he's like, I don't know, you take it and do something. And they took it and made it this, you know, one right. of the Eagles classic songs. So I think yeah. it was, he was got stuck on the Winslow, Arizona line. <laughs> and, uh, it was Fry that came up with, uh, it's a girl, my Lord. In a flat, and I think that's nice. what Jackson Brown. I can't remember. I saw the Eagles movie, but that's cool. So, which is like the most famous line in the song, and yeah. that's where it stuck. So yeah. it just goes to show you, you got to keep digging to get out of the weeds. Yeah, yeah, and see, that's what I think I would benefit from big time because I, yeah, doing it all by myself is is just, um, it's just, yeah, you can't have any objectivity about it. You just, yeah, and I think it's important to get that, like you're saying, just validation. And then also just somebody's going to see something differently than you and, you know, maybe make the song 10 times better than, than it would otherwise be. So. Right. So no, we, um, in the riff brokers, this is a timely topic because we, um, Nick has a bunch of songs and we're, I'm just actually tonight, I was starting to take a look at them again. So that's cool. That's one of my funnest parts about playing music is putting stuff together and coming up with stuff and kind of pushing yourself to, kind of do something different. I mean, we all have our go-tos, like I'll know like a chord progression and immediately I'll go somewhere and like my little things I do. And it's like when I'm trying to catch myself, when I go there and go slap my hand, no, <laughs> come up with something else. You've already done that. Why do that again? You know, come up with yeah. something cool. Unless the song doesn't call for it. Sometimes you just need to rock. But Yeah. But I think that's a cool way to look at it. And, and also the way he writes, I think is, is unique. He, he likes to use, a bunch of different chords and, and cool chords. Like, you know, yeah. So I think that's got to challenge you as a guitar player too. Like you were saying, I remember what, I forget what song it was, but you're saying, damn, is there so many chord changes in the song? And I'm trying to come up with some lead that will, you know, fit into this sequence. And that is cool. That's cause that's, that's also challenging. Like we're talking about, this is guitars. We're talking about guitars, but um, that's also another good thing about 
songwriting and, and writing with other people and maybe having to play guitar in a different way than you normally would just by a fact that this song is so different than you're normally used to playing. Yeah. And, and also, you know, you can get lazy too. You can, you, you can just want to finish the song and just say, okay, well, it needs a bridge. Let's just do this simple thing. I've, I've written with people before when we get, fall into that trap and it's like, no, 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 you can't, you know, or, or if you do that, do it and then step away from it and come back to it and say, does, is it really working? Is it, you know, is our little, you know, right. half-baked thing working? I've been told many times and I agree a hundred percent with it. I can be a, an overthinker. Yeah. And I think there's times though, like when overthinking is called for, I mean, some of my favorite music in the world has probably been overthought. Some of it's been underthought and it's just an energy and you get that. And I'm a hundred percent for that too. But you know, selling a song short because you know, it's just like, yeah. And you know, someone telling you that you're, you know, you're overthinking when you're trying not to sell something sort. I mean, there's a there's a fine line between that too, like balance. It's like I want to make sure I don't want to be too precious on everything and just you know overthink, but at the same time and lose. Sometimes when you overthink, you lose kind of the essence of the song. Yeah. But at the same time, some of the coolest things you'll ever come up with are like accidents or you're thinking about things different. So. Yeah. Just, Try to think the exact right amount all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, when I was younger, I was just so lazy. I, you know, because my mindset was this song should just come to me whole. I'll just jot it down and record it. And that's the song. No okay. kind of thing, you, know, you know, and I did that for so long. And it's but, but, you know, then you read about people who write songs and it's it's work. It's a job. It's like and some songs come to you in a, but not often. Right. And so it is, a, it's a work because you've got to put this stuff together. You got to. And so once I started to realize that and work harder at writing songs, I, I felt it's much more rewarding because you, you feel like you, you've put enough energy into it to, to try to make it the best it can be rather than just like going, Oh, this is what came to me in a dream. I wrote it down. I recorded it. Boom. That's it. You know, even if it's half baked, you know, or, and a lot of my stuff, when I listen to it, now it just does seem totally half-baked it's like and that uh, is exactly why collaboration is a good thing because yeah. they, they can bake it the rest of the way yeah you can eat it so, <laughs> well i think it i think it, chuck close has a great quote I, th I think he says inspiration is for amateurs you got to show up and just do the work you know <laughs> like, yeah, you, you really do and no, I'm saying I took like a big step that we talked about a while back. I don't remember what we were talking about, but I um I've been listening to music nonstop for the first time in a couple of years, and I've been starting to ne like neglect guitar, and I'm not even worried about it. I'm like, you know what? I'll play guitar again when you know I can't. It's right now I'm just back to absorbing music, and that's yeah. been great for my brain. That's and so cool. That got me thinking about collaboration because I'm listening to some of these great bands that had you know world famous collaborations, but. You know, I think absorbing music that way will allow me to come back and I'll have all kinds of rejuvenated ideas about the way that not only the parts and songs, but just the way everything sounds. And then that bringing that into a collaborative environment will be great, I think. Yeah, I think that's so true. And that's cool. And I've been doing a lot of that, too. I've been listening to a lot of music on headphones or earbuds, as it were, but you know, and listening to the nuances of recordings and that has inspired me. Like I was listening to heart of gold. I think I told you that where I was, I was listening to it on headphones and I heard these little strummy chords in the background that are 
imperceptible. Like if you just listen to it on the radio or even probably on the stereo, but when you listen to it with headphones, you should do, try this, listen to that song. You probably maybe already know that, but there's these neat little strumming chords behind what he's behind the foundation of what he's doing. You know, the dun, 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 dun. Check it out. I listened to that one not too long ago. It's super cool. And anyway, that just totally inspired me in terms of like writing songs and, and thinking of parts and things like that. But, um, another thing I, I thought about when you're talking about collaboration and just work ethic is, um, the Beatles, like, that's obviously one of the most famous collaborations of all time. But the thing that I think helped them is they had office hours, literally office. Right. Hours. They would show up at yeah. nine and to five and write songs. I mean, that was, you know, like, <laughs> and, and, you know, they're prolific as hell. And so I think their mindset was just like, okay, well, we're going to show up at the office and we're going to bang out, you know, three songs and go to lunch and bang out another three more and, and they gave the whole world an excuse. It's like, you know, yeah, I could do that too. If all I had to do was show up and write songs, you know, we don't have to live up to it because we all have to have jobs. So it's like, exactly. Thanks for that excuse. <laughs> no, that was great. And I've, th- I've always thought about that, but it's funny. Yeah. I went through a, um, I was spinning a bunch of Neil Young and I played harvest too, but that's, there's certain artists that I go to when I want to be inspired and I, I know we're trying to keep this about collaboration, but you mentioned Neil Young. And Neil Young and I think Lou Reed are the two that I'll put on when I really want to like get into like get into like a creative mode of either writing guitar or you know song stuff. But and they're not the most collaborative people, I don't think. Thinking about them, I mean, I think Neil Young pretty much knew what he wanted all the time, and probably Lou Reed too. And they're like. Just let's just do this, 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 and this. Um, and on that Harvest record, I believe he was like told the drummer no cymbals. Like I don't want to hear a cymbal. Interesting. You know? So he pretty much is probably not the best subject of collaboration. Yeah. But but he's amazing, and I've always loved him. So and he inspires me. So yeah, me too. I, he's one of my favorite artists. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I I would like to know more about the collaborative process for all the bands I really love. I mean, I've read bits here and there about it but um you know uh, it i i mean i a lot of the stuff i really love i think is a collaboration of all these people and they're you know the bass player brings his shit to the table and the drummer does the same thing and everybody else does and there might be one songwriter that brings the song to the band but the other people put their stuff on it and that's what makes it cool you know and like the pretenders for me it was one of the coolest bands ever like james honeyman scott on guitar and pete farnden those guys you know, nobody was telling those guys what to do. They just did their shit. And that's, that's, that first album sounds so freaking cool because of that collaboration and what they brought to the table. And so, yeah, for me, I just think I've, I've been in a vacuum so long in terms of just writing myself rather than writing with somebody else or just a band that, um, yeah, I think I would really benefit from just at least bumping stuff off another person, you know? Right. No, I don't. I'm just thinking as you were talking, I don't think I've ever like co-wrote a song with anybody other than coming up with like parts, which I don't think of as writing. We should make that an assignment for us. Right. Do that. Right. Write a song. Yeah. I mean, writing a guitar part for an existing song isn't writing a song, I don't think. I mean, um, but no, you, well, you write a song. You start out. Well, I think if you if there's just a germ of a, an idea and then you collaborate with somebody on it, that's. You know what I mean? Right, or you write a bridge or you, you know, you write the chorus or the verse, or maybe yeah. you come up with the, you know, the guitar part and somebody puts the, 
the lyrics and melodies over it, or you yeah. know, you write the melodies for um, something. I mean, that would I would definitely I would definitely take credit for that um, song if I did that. But <laughs> I'm gonna work. I'm gonna try. I, you know, I mentioned we're doing these new songs right now. I'm just gonna throw out one of Nick's bridges and one of his courses, and I'm gonna write one. I'm gonna jam myself in there. Do it. I'm gonna get a collaboration credit. Do <laughs> get, get some publishing going, man. These words you got here, they're sh- these are shit. <laughs> Let me tell you. Everybody's a critic. Well, the thing, one of the things I was going to say that I learned playing with you in your band and just from you as a player and I gleaned is, is kind of the idea of having two guitars in a band and not just both strumming away thoughtlessly, but trying to complement each other. You know, because I've been in bands... Most of my life, I've been the sole guitar player. I've played, but I've had other guitarists in the bands I've been in sporadically. And, you know, we just, I never really thought about it. Just like, yeah, we're both just jamming away. But the, what I, you know, the cool thing about being in your band and kind of just gleaning things from you as a player is no, no, no. It's not about just two guitars, you know, playing in unison. It's like, why don't you play higher? I'll play lower and then we'll complement each other. Or, you know, you do this part and this, I'll do a little busier part and it'll complement each other. So. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, I'm a big proponent of that, but also, I mean, there are songs that was like, especially in a live setting where you have two guitars, just like chunking it out and they're playing kind of unison parts. Sometimes it works really well, Sure. but yeah. If, once you start getting like open chords and things like that and like riffy parts, I mean, for that, I mean, go listen to Aerosmith or, you know, any of those like two guitar, the Stones or anything like that, where there's like two distinctive parts going on and you just, they come out to be one. And that's always like appealed to me. I mean, like I know a lot of like in the band I'm in now, almost probably 90% of the songs are involve a capo. So, and I don't have a capo. I don't bring a capo for this band. I think there's one song that I'll use a capo on, and that's probably just because I got lazy. But so right off the bat, it's like, okay, I'm not playing those open chords where you're getting those voicings. So we're going to have, no matter what I come up with, we're going to have a different voicing. So that's one way to just right off the bat, like kind of like now it forces you, it's harder, but um, you're guaranteeing that the song isn't just going to be, you know, sound like two guitar players strumming the same open chords, which is kind of important to me. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that is a good idea. Like if, yeah, if one person's using a capo, not to use a capo so that you have to play a different place on the neck. Cool, man. Well, we have to give ourselves an assignment to write a song together. And I'm going to send you some stuff that I've been working on so you can... All right. I have my studio just about set up. I'll get your red pen out and grade it. and um, Yeah, send it to me and I'll put it in my little studio and, you know, I'll pitch shift it and... (laughs) Auto-tune it. Auto-tune it, pitch shift it, reverse it. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, man. Well, is there anything more you want to say about collaboration? Or no, but this made me want to collaborate. I'm excited. When I when we finish this up right here, I'm going to go back to the working on some music because I want to see if I can come up with some more. Cool. I'm going to Good, man. Yeah, I'm glad you're inspired again and, and playing your guitar more. I think it's cool that you're listening to a ton of music and kind of making that the runway to get back into guitar a little bit more again. That's cool. There's so much good stuff out there. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not. I haven't even gotten out of like the the '60s through the '80s yet. I'm just like, <laughs> listening. To, I haven't even listened to any jazz or anything yet. I'm just like going through all my my little records that I collected over the last you know ten years or so. 
Yeah, I love. It. I need to go. I realize too. I need to go to a record store real soon. Yeah. Well, let me know, man. I'll take along. All right. That sounds yeah. good. All right, man. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, keep listening. Check us out on social media. Check us out on chrisandrecktalkguitars.com. And um, much more to come. Chris, you got anything to say? Good night. And thanks for listening as always. Awesome. Play some guitar. Thanks. Thanks.